Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, we're back. How you doing, my friend? What's going on with you? Uh, it's still summertime, so things are still good. Yeah. Can't complain. Yeah. I'm camping this last, was it last weekend? I think yeah, so. I went camping last weekend. Yeah, I think so. Sorry. All my weeks are all blending together. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It was nice to get away. Nice. Uh, even though it rained a little bit, not a ton, um, but a little bit. Enough that like one afternoon it rained for like two and a half hours oh, and wow. I slept. Wow. In my tent for two and a half hours. That's because pretty nice. It finally cooled down enough to get in your tent for a nap. Yeah. And then it was raining and raindrops on tents are just fantastic. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. That's but the, it was, a, it was a nice getaway. That's the best place to be when it's raining while you're camping is in your tent, chilling out. That's awesome, man. Nice. I, uh, I did a lot of camping in the early summer, as you know, but I haven't like, we haven't done any camping since, but Things have been so busy, man, between just projects, hosting some good friends, all kinds of stuff. Um, But one cool thing is our girls are now old enough that they both can like actively swim in the pool. Um, My youngest one taught herself like really fast how to do it. And obviously they both wear a little life jacket deals, but like it's pretty cool. Now you can actually sit or like get in the pool or sit at the edge of the pool you got to be close still, but like, that's been awesome. Uh, cause that's pretty much every day, a couple times a day they're getting in there. So spending as much time as, as possible outside when I don't have to be, uh, you know, I'll working too. you what? Yeah, Kick man. Sleep. Yeah. It's a way I'll wear him out. Totally. Um, my nephew, when he was like, uh, man, he was young probably around a year yeah. they did water torture on him have you seen this before oh, no no what um, where they where they teach babies how to float oh, yeah um but it just looks like water torture yeah um because it is but i guess uh, he figured it out he's he's never drowned he so made it through he's now like 11 uh, so man. i think he's figured it out but question is does he worked. remember how to float now that he's 11 like did it carry through is he a good swimmer or is he terrified good of the question. water who knows yeah yeah, could I go either way. No yeah, man. But uh, but yeah, man. I uh, um, my wife's in the background doing printer stuff and said it's going to be really dramatic. So I don't know what's happening, but printer problems. But I was going to say, at the end of the summer, uh, we are going beach camping, which should be really cool. Over Labor Day weekend, we're going to. Uh, this national park where you can camp out on the beach and should be sweet. So I've never done Is that, that. The Island. Yeah. Yeah. Assateague Island. Yep. Yeah, man. Cool. Should be fun. A little different. And there's uh there's wild. You know what I recently there. discovered again? What? Uh, and this is like a camping treat now. It's just my go-to. Do you remember cinnamon bears? The candy. Wait, remember what? Cinnamon bears. Cinnamon bears, like the candy cinnamon bears. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. If you haven't had them recently, you need to because really? they are pure genius. I have not for so, so long, man. I feel like I was that, a kid at that, Halloween. And the other thing I've recently that. discovered. Yeah. Uh, Abba Zabba's. Did you ever have an Abba Zabba? No. What is Did an Abba? No. No. What's an Abba Zabba? Like, 
Uh-uh. I feel like I showed somebody on video. <laughs> uh, it's taffy. It's like white taffy. Ooh. White. Sometimes it's hard, but it should be white soft right. taffy right. with peanut butter in the middle. What taffy with apple zabbat? No, dude, I've never had that. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Dang, so good. Yeah, they're hard to find now. Like you, like most convenience stores, I remember used to carry them, but yeah. Now uh, I got a whole box on Amazon. That's awesome, eating my dude. When we have itch. when we have candy in our house, Janet and I either have to keep it one hundred percent under wraps or like portion it out military style, and like once a day you get one piece of candy at this very specific time. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, when there's candy in the house, like my older daughter never forgets. She's always like she's always thinking about candy at some level. Uh, which is kind of funny, but you know, I feel like I was kind of that way too. What's what's your go-to candy? Oh, dude, my favorite, fa- my top candies would be Swedish Fish, Sour Patch Kids, really? Gummy Worms, Gummy Bears, dude. But I love Swedish Fish. And so you're in the gummy world, yeah, you're yeah. A gummy fan. I'm about the gummy life. I'm about okay. that gummy life. What about you? I know okay. this Abba Zabba and Cinnamon Bear kick, but is that all time favorite or what are we? What are we talking? Abba Zabba's Abba Zabba's are up there. <laughs> Abba Zabba top five. I put it in there. Nice. Uh, can never beat a good Reese's. Yeah, Reese's is awesome. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, if you're in the mood, like a like a spree or like a chewy Ooh. spree, yeah, yeah, the chewy spree, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, chewy sprees. Uh, I'm just all about that chewy candy, man. You know, always been, always will. It's the best. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, cab or not cabbage patch kids, sour bear, sour patch kids. There we go. I got the name of. Uh, those are those are up there. Too. Those are pretty good. But the older I get, I don't do like. Sticky things mm-hmm. on my teeth well anymore. Um, and did your headphones just die? Because I can hear myself. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm having some headphone uh, uh, difficulty. You keep talking candy for one. Well, I was I'll like, sorted out. Yeah. I was like, who? I was like, who's that sexy voice in your house? <laughs> I was like, who do you have over right now? You didn't tell me about. And then I was funny. like, oh, that's my sexy voice. That's what it is. Nice, nice. Well, uh, while Andrew figures out his headphones, um, if you haven't had an opportunity to check out Dwell yet, we highly recommend it. Um, it's a great tool to help you get into God's Word and start fostering a relationship with Him. Um, we don't just read God's Word as a thing to check off our to-do list. It's a tool for relationship, and this is a great way to dive in. Um, Dwell uh takes passionate uh, people about the recorded word of God and reads it in such a way that um, uh, kind of engages you a little bit more and draws you in. And hopefully uh, it's a jumping off point for you to um, dig into relationship. Um, So if you haven't checked out dwell yet, um, you can check out dwell at our link at this Jesus life podcast.com forward slash dwell this Jesus life podcast.com forward slash dwell and as always just to be transparent um if you do sign up for dwell um there's a little bit of kickback that we get um so we thank you for that and using our link and uh, giving them uh giving them a check out um but yeah uh we're also in the middle of the series i don't know where andrew is i can see him still he's doing things and playing with his ears and um uh, smiling and giggling i think i don't really know what's going on 
maybe Clementine is. If you're talking, Andrew, I muted you, so you might have to come back. Um, Clementine might be like licking on his toes right now, and he's just he's he's really enjoying. It. He's just over there giggling. I, that's all I see is just a, a giggling. And and if you haven't had the opportunity to see a giggling Andrew, hey, it's worth it. You should get to know Andrew just to see him giggle. Um. But yeah, so we're in the middle of a series. Uh, I don't know if we have a name for it. Uh, talking with Jesus, meeting with Jesus. Essentially, we're going through um, Jesus's life, uh, his his life that's recorded, at least the the three years of ministry that's recorded in the Gospels, and we're just grabbing people that he interacted with, and um, just looking at Jesus and those those interactions, and then just the humanity of Christ as he just invested and was intentional in relationship and intentional in his conversations uh, with these different folks. Um, first week, if you didn't have an opportunity, we talked through Simon uh, and Peter um, when they were first called in Matthew four and in. Uh, other gospel accounts as well. I don't know I'm off the top of my head. Uh, we kind of talked through that whole thing and, and what does that mean and uh, how did Jesus interact with them? What did he call them to? I'm um, so an opportunity to check that out. Uh, take a listen. It was a couple of weeks back. Um, also, if you had an opportunity to hear our replays, um, those have come out as well this summer as Andrew and I haven't been able to um, sync up to get podcast recorded. We kind of went through and found our favorites. Uh, and we've been playing those, so definitely check those out. Um, they're in there as bonus episodes to you. I think Andrew's back now. I'm back. I can hear him. I don't hear my sexy voice <laughs> in echo any longer. So I think that's funny. Back. All right, man. I have never uh, before we get into it. I know we're going to in a minute, and sorry for the headphone issues. Um, I don't feel like I'd ever be like, wow, what a sexy voice in the background when I'm talking about myself. Maybe I uh, I have low voice self-esteem or something. Uh, I've never thought I have a bad <laughs> voice. voice. I also never thought I have like <laughs> the best voice, yeah, but maybe there's something there I really need to dig into. You know, like, is my voice sexy? Is it not? I don't know. I don't know. Should one describe Ask their your voice wife, that way? But be prepared for the truth. So... <laughs> Yeah, if if your wife, you might not want to know, so maybe you don't ask your wife. But right, yeah, you got to get that like, yeah, uh, who's the super famous dude with the deep voice? He like narrates movies. Totally, uh, Jones, I think is in his name. Um, you need like a good deep, right? Hello, ladies. Hello, kind of voice. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Totally. But my my downside of my voice is is it carries mm-hmm. or it doesn't carry. Oh. Um, there's no medium ground. Yeah. So either people can hear me from a long ways away <laughs> and they're like, Josh, shut up. Or I'm sitting across the table for a moment and they're like, Stop mumbling, I can't hear you. Uh, <laughs> and there's just I don't know. I just feel like I talk. And people just take it different ways. I don't know. I can't help you. Uh, but people also say when we talk about Jesus on the podcast that I put on a I put on a weird voice. Do you? And that hurts my feelings when they tell me that. But that's what they claim. You've been a pastor so long that but, when you say uh, Jesus, I mean, you say Jesus. <laughs> you say it, man. You're like, you're yeah, I'm sorry. It, you know, I'm sorry that I love Jesus more than you love Jesus. <laughs> those listening, I think that's really the issue. <laughs> I just love Jesus more, uh, and he probably loves me more. I don't um, know. Like John, know. I'm the one that Jesus loves. You know, maybe. He does love you. Yeah. Uh, more? I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe. Like, does Jesus have favorites? Potentially. He did pick a small I wonder, number of people I wonder, <laughs> to hang out with. Sure. I wonder when we get to heaven, if, like, 
we're going to be there forever, eternity, forever. A little sandlot there. Uh, I wonder if like we could get Jesus to rank us at some point, dude. Schoolyard pick, you know, uh, like, like where do we, dude? Yeah, like where do we line up? One day we gotta get curve? Jesus into some dodgeball and be like, all right, your captain. This is schoolyard pick from who? All of us. That's we want to see the exact order. <laughs> I remember. I remember being in high school and them talking about heaven and me being like, yeah, that doesn't interest me. Hmm? Like if hockey's not in heaven. And then I'm like, well, maybe Jesus plays hockey. And then I'm like, I'm down at that point. I'd want to go, go to heaven. I feel like uh, there might. Well, it's really, it wasn't really, I wanted to go to heaven. I just wanted to avoid it. Hell, that, that place sounded, <laughs> that place sounded like it sucked. That sounds terrible. Uh, really. <laughs> I remember them talking about it. It's like, really? Like, but what about hockey? Is hockey there? Yeah. I'm really curious. Is hockey? There? I don't know, man. Maybe, uh, maybe if there's like hockey combined with Quidditch combined with dodgeball, you know, like there's probably awesome games. If you're Where's Quidditch. It's Harry Potter flying brooms, like you know, Quidditch. No, Harry Potter was evil when I was growing up. Oh, it was <clears> when <throat> I was too, but I it. did watch the movies when they came out for sure. I, I didn't, until... I've tried to watch the movies, yeah, yeah, like I have them all, but I don't know, they just seem child. You know what else is also childish? What, uh, the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how hokey it was. It's hokey. Yeah. It's super hokey. But yeah. it, back in the day, like it wasn't, hokey. it wasn't so much that way. And with Harry Potter, if you just skip to like the third movie, then it's actually really good. I know. That's what everyone says. You know, the first couple are definitely like young, one day. young kid movie style, but the people aren't here for that. Josh, they're, they're not here for the light banter about sex, sexual sexy know. voices. Yeah, they might be, actually. I don't know. I thought you were going to say sex. I was like, when did we talk about sex, Andrew? (laughs) I just assumed that's all you were talking about while my headphones were dying. And I'm like, you know, might as well include it. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Voices, you know, all the things. Camping, sex, you know, all the stuff. Dude. What else do you do camping? (laughs) Nap, hike, fish. (laughs) i'm not a hiker no i don't get it i don't get people that like hiking what it doesn't make sense i like hiking one time i got you to climb the incline and uh that was like i had a real moment where i'm like i don't know if we're gonna be friends after this (laughs) if you're listening yeah i I said a lot um, of curse words at andrew uh going up the incline i've never heard of the incline google incline colorado you'll you'll see it but it's uh, terrible. It's just a bunch of steps straight up a mountain. And yes. I'm not a fan of steps it's, in general. It's one mile uh, and you go up like 2,500 feet or some insane amount over one mile. So it's like and it wasn't in portions. It's like you got to use it like hands and feet to like stay on the incline. Like it's dangerous and it's I hear, hard. I hear it's a lot nicer these days. Oh, yeah. They kind of rebuilt the whole thing mm. over COVID. And you have to get a reservation now to get on what? and say, like, limit how many people go up the mountain. But, uh, That's lame. like, when we did it, it was like on a whim. I want to say we were at yeah. a friend's, like, music thing yeah. the night before. Uh-huh. And we're like, let's do the incline in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow we all agreed. And then I'm at a mountain at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> thinking to myself, why the hell did I say yes to this? Dude. Uh, uh, what a miserable experience. Yeah, I remember. But I've done it. It's over. Yes. The chances of me ever doing it again. 
slim to none. Slim. Uh, but I can say I have climbed. You have climbed it. You did it. You did it all the way. But yeah, when we hit that false summit and that last steepest chunk, I was like, Josh is going to kill me and we're not going to be friends after this. <laughs> but when you get there, you're just committed. You're like, there's no way off the incline at this point. Like I am just going to go up, yeah. I guess. But yeah. Well, man. and then, and then you get up there and you're like, what do you mean? I have to walk back down. <laughs> Yeah. Like there's no there's no ride up here. There's no tram system. I have to walk down another trail. Are you kidding me? Uh, it was much easier than the incline itself. But going down a hill much easier than going up a yeah. hill. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. And that you know that reminds me of Nicodemus, Josh. Going down a hill is easier than up a hill. <laughs> Make this connection. No, Make it doesn't it. at all. Make that it connection. doesn't at all. But. Um, how do you think we should do this? Cause we're talking about like, we're continuing that kind of relationship series, but talking about how Jesus interacted with people and how he treated people, like what their relationships were like. So I think you said this already, but this is our, our second episode. Uh, last time we talked about when Simon and Andrew were called to follow Jesus and become disciples of his and, uh, Nicodemus is the next one up. And this one's a lot different because Nicodemus was one of the Pharisees. And I think he was head Pharisee uh, when this happened. So he was like the teacher of Israel. Like he was the spiritual authority um, at the time. So kind of a cool, kind of a cool one we'll go through. But what do you think, Josh? Should we like read this story? Should we, do you want to summarize? Like, how do you see this going? Uh, yeah. Why don't you kind of read that first chunk? Cool. Found in John. Yeah. And then maybe we can talk about who Nicodemus was a little bit more yeah, and yeah. maybe kind of his mindset. All right. And then how did Jesus interact? With him? Cool. Yeah. This is out of uh, John chapter three, uh, starting in verse one, I think. So it goes like this. Uh, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb and be born. Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh and spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised by me saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. I'm going to keep going a little bit more. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify of what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. I'm going to pause there, and we'll save some of the, the scripture that everybody's probably going to know, um, John 3.16. But um, yeah, man, what uh, 
where do you want to take it from there? How do you want to talk about Nicodemus a little bit? Yeah, like um, Nicodemus being one of the primary teachers in this part of Israel at the time, um, highly, highly favored with the Jewish people. Um, and at this point, Jesus is already making enough of a ruckus that um, most of the Pharisees are are wearisome of him. Um, but Nicodemus saw, I think, something a little bit different. Um, and at least, you know, wanted to interact with Jesus was far beyond anything else that, um, some of the others were doing. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that he came at night. Yeah. Um, and like picture that, I don't know if you've seen the, the chosen, um, yet, but there's an episode on Nicodemus and, uh, it's like this, um, um, what's the word? I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um, it, it's portrayed in this way of like, it's this secret meeting. They meet on this rooftop, mm-hmm. they turn off the lights so nobody will notice or see them. And then they have this conversation about um, essentially how to be born again and, and what Jesus is about to do. And kind of Jesus lays the whole thing out. And even to the point where, um, um, where Andrew stopped reading it, John three sixteen, you know the the famous "God so loved the world" verse. But like, essentially, he was presenting Nicodemus the gospel and gave Nicodemus this opportunity for choice. Mm-hmm. And now we know at this point that Nicodemus didn't choose Jesus, right? Um, at least in the moment. Um, I can only imagine the the turmoil in the moment because yeah. I would assume yeah. he knew. Like he, he made all the connections. Jesus said the right things that kind of turn the light bulb on his head, but similar to the rich young ruler, right? Like Nicodemus is going to have to leave his entire life to do this. Yep. Um, he was going to have to leave his position of authority. He was going to have to leave um, his family uh, who was probably used to this comfortable life and um, yep. had this choice. Now we know, and we'll get to these verses a little bit later on, but we know G- that Nicodemus does come around. Um, he does start to follow Jesus in secret, or at least he was following Jesus in secret. Um, as we find him, you know, taking care of Jesus' body after the death. Yeah. But yeah, that's my my initial thoughts. I just think of like I, I read the, these verses with a lot of compassion yeah. on Jesus's part, um, where he understands and he's trying to. Um, portray this in such a way that Nicodemus is willing to, to leave it all. But yeah. um, the heartbreak in the midst of that, when he chooses not to, and um, yeah, I think there's just a lot of emotion going on that yeah. we probably glance right over and don't even read most of the time yeah, because we know the story. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think if you've, if you've been in the like church for very long, you've probably heard a lot of like, how Jesus talked about Pharisees and what he said to them. Like you can think of when he calls them whitewashed tombs or pits of pits of snakes. Like he, he's hardest of anyone on the religious authorities of the day Um, with good reason, obviously. But, uh, but in this case, Nicodemus comes as a religious authority. Like you said, he does actually take the time to meet with Jesus albeit in the secret at night, you know, implied it's at, at night to be kind of secretive or like, I don't want to be seen as, as this religious authority endorsing Jesus. So I'm going to go after the crowds are gone. I'm not going to meet him in public. I'm going to go 
behind the scenes, but he still went and he opened uh, with rabbi, which means means teacher. We know that you're a teacher who has come from God from, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God was not with them, you know? So like that's Nicodemus at least believed that, you know, he, and maybe he was speaking for two or three other um, like rabbis or Pharisees who also were like behind the scenes, like, yeah, we actually think Jesus is up to something and is sent from God. Um, and weren't just saying like, we got to take this guy out. You know, he's a threat to our power or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that, so that's pretty cool. Like he's coming from that perspective and, and just that acknowledgement of like, we know you're from God. We don't know exactly what that is, but we know you came from God. That's a cool starting place. And, uh, you know, like Jesus is kind of hard on the guy after that, in my opinion, on the, on the words, he's like, you're supposed to be the teacher of the people and you don't understand the simple thing, you know? But when, when you're talking about being born again, it's, it's not a simple thing, (laughs) you know, like it's, I don't know. Jesus seems to be kind of in his face. Um, I'm sure in a good way. And I'm sure that was in the way that Nicodemus could hear it, but but definitely kind of like an aggressive version of Jesus. Like, dude, you don't even understand these earthly things. You're, there's no way you're going to understand heavenly things. You know, um, what are you doing? <laughs> like, are you even, do you even lift, bro? It's kind of what he's saying. Like, do you even lift? Um, so I don't know. It's, uh, that is something that I, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's something I appreciate about, um, about Jesus is that when he talks to different people, he communicates in different ways. Um, at least, you know, and I know there's different authors of the books of the Bible. So people kind of write, wrote things differently, but, um, but you can tell there's intentionality in how he speaks to the person that is his audience. Um, and it's not just this, like, I'm going to tell everyone the exact same thing at one time and they're all going to hear it. He takes the time to actually communicate the way the individual needs to hear. And I guess for Nicodemus, that's pretty in your face and direct, uh, as opposed to like softer and like, come follow me. We're good. (laughs) You know, you'll learn as we go. It's more like, Hey dude, this is a wake up call. Like you gotta, you gotta pay attention right now because you're not understanding and you need to understand. Um, so I don't know, man, that's my, that's my first take. What if we, what if we read it differently though? Hmm. Um, I don't know Jesus intention in in these things and I don't necessarily know the tone behind it. Sure. But like, what if it read like, um, like you're Israel's teacher, um, and you don't understand these things. Yeah. Very truly, I tell you, like we speak of what we know, we testify what, to what we've seen, but still, you people do not accept our testimony. Yeah. I've spoken to you earthly things. Like maybe it's compassion that we're yeah. reading here. Um, that it's like you don't get it yet. Like uh, my heart breaks that you don't get it yet. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm trying. Like I just laid it out for you. Here's the whole thing. Yeah. You've come to me recognizing my deity because of the things that I've done, and yet you're, you're not shaking your ways. You're not shaking. You know, you know the Messiah is coming. You, you, you read on it on on a, on a regular basis from you know um, the prophets. And here's an opportunity for you. And uh, I wonder if it's just heartbreaking and. Um, compassion yeah. that Jesus is speaking these things over. Yeah. Um, 
Nicodemus in this moment. Yeah. It was enough of a either compassion or wake up call that, you know, Nicodemus does come around and we find right after the resurrection in John 19. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll just read, I'll just read these verses. Um, Now, Joseph was one of the disciples uh, of Jesus, but secretly um, because he feared the Jewish leaders. Uh, Sorry, I missed a verse. Later, Joseph asked Pilate uh, for the body of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came uh, and he took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus tonight. Nicodemus brought a mixture. This is crazy, by the way. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes. And scripture made it a point. John specifically made it a point to point this out. About 75 pounds worth. That's a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know how heavy Jesus was. I know people were generally lighter back then. Yeah. So you're talking potentially half his body weight yeah. of myrrh and aloes. Yes. Um, you know, taking Jesus's body, the two men wrapped it uh, with the spices and strips of linen. It was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. Yeah. And at this place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid because it was the Jewish day of preparation. And since the tomb was nearby, um, they laid Jesus there. Like here's this moment where I would assume it's, it's put into the story because it's redemption, right? It's the redeeming part of Nicodemus's story of here he is at, um, um, the death of Christ to take care of his body. And um, it, I'd be curious to know, like what's the story that happened up into here? Like, did they interact again? Um, did, you know, Nicodemus come around? They, they did it at, at night. They were doing it secretly. So maybe, you know, Nicodemus wasn't out yet. Um, but like, here's this moment of like, why did Joseph ask Nicodemus? Um, like where was, what was going on there? Did, did they know each other? Was it a smaller community than we realize? And people knew who was in and who was out or, you know, the way that um, Paul speaks of it later, you know, who was a part of the way and who wasn't a part of the way. Um, so maybe there's this moment of like, yeah, of course it was Nicodemus. Um, like, of course, Nicodemus was going to perform this, this burial. Um, like who else would have been when, you know, Nicodemus is now part of our group kind of thing. Um, I don't know. It, it's cool that, like you were saying, yeah. I, I think it's true of God and that he meets us where we're at, yeah. um, no matter where it's at. Mm-hmm. He's going to speak truth over us. We saw the same thing or we'll see the same thing. We talk about the woman at the well. Um, we talk about the adulterous woman. Um, we talk about uh, Zacchaeus. Um, talk about Matthew's story, right? God meets us in the ugliness of, of our lives, um, the destruction, the harm, the the um, dysfunction. Um, and in the midst of that still speaks truth over us. And here's the things that are causing harm in your life. I have a better way. Follow me. Like for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life, right? He's giving them the way out. Um, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Um, which is probably a weird moment that God is, that Jesus is talking about himself in that way. Like if you're in the conversation, <laughs> that's a weird way to say, it. okay, but okay, Jesus. Um, and it's crazy too. Like here is, here is the Messiah speaking of the role of the Messiah before he's essentially out. 
right? Like he's still telling people during this time not to, not to share the miracles that have been performed um, to keep it a secret and and keep it under wraps because he's not ready for his full blown ministry to start yet. But here he is choosing Nicodemus to share. Well, and that's, um, that's almost like a, like, Hey, I recognize you are an authority here, you know? So I'm going to give you like insider information. Essentially, I'm going to lay it out real clear. So you have a chance to, to react, you know? Like not necessarily Jesus saying you're an authority over me, but maybe it's him. Um, and this is all guessing, obviously, but maybe it's him like given that leader level scoop of like Nicodemus, I'm going to tell you right now what others are only guessing at. You know, you deserve to know what this is. And uh, and now you have a choice, you know, which later he does choose obviously yeah. to follow Jesus because he's rocking 70 pounds, 75 pounds of myrrh and aloe which is crazy like you said but he's I wonder how he's, he got it there you think he brought a donkey maybe probably wheelbarrow <laughs> who knows dude just a big old backpack full like he's carrying it he's carrying <laughs> 70 pounds of something of aloe that couldn't be easy to carry yeah. but yeah man but I mean, it probably like sloshes around a little bit totally. that's a lot of work totally but but i just mean maybe it's like that part of that meeting people where they're at speaking to people how they can hear it He's like, I'm just, the crowd's not around. I'm going to give you the the full direct truth, you know, so you can hear it mm-hmm. and you can react to it. Um, I don't know. That's my well, best guess. Like, I think too, like, like here's Jesus speaking to Nicodemus's pride to some extent. Yeah. Like he called him Israel's teacher. Uh-huh. Like, like you're Israel's teacher. Like, how do you not understand these things? Um, like, I think, I think that's the beauty of of how Jesus interacts with us is like, even in the midst of our sin, even in the midst of our blindness, even in the midst of um, our stubbornness, <clears throat> like Jesus is going to meet us in those actual places to get us to where he wants us to go. Like that's a, it's a pretty incredible God that we have the opportunity to serve and, yeah. and to more importantly be in relationship with. But yeah, I'm kind of a, kind of a cool, cool story. Totally man. And uh, any last thoughts, Andrew? Yeah, I, uh, (laughs) this might be a short episode. Sorry, people. Um, I guess, uh, just in light of, of Nicodemus, you know, like it's, it's always been easy for me to, to read this and like bash the, uh, person who doesn't get it, you know, and assume that I would have been one that did. And my daughter is, uh, is not a fan of, of what I'm saying. She's letting us all know, but but I think there's a lot of value in reading a story like this and putting yourself in, in the shoes of the person Jesus is talking to, whether they react well or poorly. Um, for me, it's always more helpful to assume I'm the one reacting poorly. You know, I'm the one like Nicodemus hearing the direct truth and choosing to turn away from it or, or kind of keep it under wraps for a while that I heard it. Um, because yeah. like there's there's more humility in that for me and i can always do with a dose of humility even though i'd rather not um but like True. i don't know it's cool he still came around so whatever jesus did say that's not recorded here um or what he did say that is recorded here like it stuck you know like it was it was jesus wasn't necessarily playing in the moment for nicodemus to <laughs> immediately convert and follow him as a disciple. He's like, I'm going to plant these seeds and teach you what you need to know. So that down the road, you become 
you become the follower of me, which is pretty cool. Sorry, man, I got to mute because. Yeah. And I think too, like, um, I had a conversation with a friend not that long ago uh, about the Pharisees in general and choosing the process of reading a book. Um, and she said, you know, I've never actually had compassion for the Pharisees. I, I never got it. And the realization she came to is, you know, here are the Pharisees and, and Jesus is publicly rebuking them on, on numerous occasions uh, throughout the gospels. But it was, they, they didn't know any better. Like you're asking them to completely change their framework and their worldview of what is, uh, of course they were going to be defensive. Of course, you know, they were the, they were the religious truth. Like we know these types of individuals now when, when what we assume to be uh, doctrinal truth uh, is starting to be questioned, right? We, we rear up, we protect it. We feel like it's our job to protect, you know, the word of God that it can't stand on its own um, rather than, you know, God is more than capable of protecting his own recorded words. I, I think there's that piece of it too. And, and I think the lesson that can be learned here is like, how are you supposed to help people find Jesus if you're not able to have compassion on where they're at? Um, and I, I think that's a, a key, like something we say often around our Hill City circles is um, like, I'm trying to think exactly how we put it. Um, but as we're interacting with individuals and we're seeing their life play out and um, the, the line that often comes up is, man, I have such a better way. Right? You, like you don't have to turmoil. You don't have to spin your wheels. You don't have to keep coming back to these same places. Like I have a better way for you. Um, and our better way is, with, is relationship with Jesus, not just through salvation, but the continued relationship that is fostered. Um, the, the fact that it is uh, the living water that you'll never thirst from. The fact that it's, you know, the, the, um, the manna from the Father that, um, you know, Jesus speaks of and he says, I, I have food you guys don't know about that sustains me, right? It's relationship. Like that's the food that Jesus is, is commenting on. It's not actual food. It's the same, um, you know, relationship that he relied on through, you know, his 40 days of fasting and his temptation by the, the, the enemy um, in the beginning of his ministry. Like there's, there's power in that relationship and it's power that we don't um, necessarily uh, connect with on a regular basis, right? Like um, statistics tell us I think it's somewhere around like 15 to 20% of Christians actually spend any time practicing spiritual disciplines in terms of prayer and, and reading of God's word. Um, and then you even look at that and you can do those things and check those things off your list, but not foster relationship in the midst of those things. Like I know plenty of people in my life that do read their Bible every day, um, but it's not for a relationship. It's to, to, I don't know, say they're a good Christian to uh, feel like they've done the right thing, to think there's some magical power uh, in reading it. Um, but if it's not foster relationship and relationships, conversation, right? Like scripture should be a jumping off point for conversation, conversation totally. about where you're at, conversation of where God wants you to go, conversation of truth. God's trying to help you understand and learn conversation of insecurities and flaws and sin that are a part of your life that God wants to start to deal with and, and get to the root of those um, things, causing it to, to push them out. Um, right. It's relationship. It's, it's getting back to that conversation and there's power in it. And I don't say that just, you know, justly or, um, like I I've lived it for the last two and a half years. Like I'm telling you, there's, there's power in that relationship. Yeah. Like I got disappointing news this week that I was telling yeah. Andrew about earlier mm -hmm. and like, it was a blow. 
Um, and it was like a couple of things, you know, back to back and it was a blow. And, um, I didn't want to participate in, in community or relationship or anything like that in the moment, yeah. but, um, I'd spend some time with Jesus that night and spend some more time with Jesus in the morning talking about the emotions, the fears, the, everything that that's wound up in that, um, the way that you feel, you know, slighted or, or whatever else, um, and get it all out totally, uh, and then refocus back on who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And, um, you know, it's those breakthrough moments that you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Now I get it. Yep. Um, like this is fine. It's not a big deal. It's not, you know, as yeah. devastating as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's okay. Uh, but it comes back to, are you willing to take the time to foster relationships? Yeah. Most of us just shut down, right? Um, the second life gets hard, we, we isolate, we isolate from God and we isolate from people. The two things that we shouldn't be isolating yeah. from when life is hard. Right. Um, but it's easier that way. We just, it's easier to throw away relationship mm-hmm. than it is to lean in, you know, more intently, um, when it, when we need to. Totally. But yeah, I think, I think it's a big piece and, um, you know, as we allow God to do the work inside of us that he desires to do, and we learn to how to have compassion on the people that we're interacting with, that we're looking at and saying, man, not out of pride, but out right. of compassion right. saying, I have a better way for you. Like you don't have yeah. to struggle like this. And it's the same thing here with Nicodemus as Jesus saying, he's like, I have a better way for me. Yeah. Like the Messiah is yeah. here. It's about to all change. Mm-hmm. Like don't miss this opportunity. Yep. Um, and you know, he missed this opportunity, but, but thank you. You know, uh, we really John 19 and thankfully he came back around at some point. Yeah. Away. He didn't miss it um, in the long cool run. Those stories you know? at some point. Yeah. And dude, that was the last kind of point I wanted to make. Cause you were talking about spiritual disciplines and like the percentages and all that. It's easy to hear that and, and get discouraged. Um, it's also, if you are somebody practicing spiritual disciplines and like spending time with God, it's easy to hear that and be like, wow, like I'm already in the top, you know, I'm already kill, I'm doing so good. Like it's easy to get prideful in that. Um, and, and the better response is just like, Hey, it's, it's a long journey, you know, it's a long haul. Um, Nicodemus had this moment face-to-face interaction with Jesus, didn't choose to switch up his life in the moment and follow him. Um, in the long run though, he did. And that's the reality is it is a long game, you know, like relationship with Jesus, calling yourself a follower of Christ. Like it's not a, it's not a one day activity. Uh, If you're still living and breathing, if you're hearing this podcast, um, you still have room to grow. <laughs> it, Josh and I still have a lot of room to grow in in following Christ, like in trying to live like Jesus lived. Um, there's a lot he wants to teach us. There's a lot that that we have to learn. And um, and it's a long haul. You know, it's not about a conversion and, and you're good, like punching your ticket to heaven. It is like Josh was talking about what, where the, will there be hockey in heaven or not? You know, it's not about that in the moment. It's uh, it's like live in the kingdom today, here and now in, in the greatest capacity that you can. And over time, maybe that capacity increases, maybe it decreases, but it's about it is about the journey. Like it's a long haul and life is is a team sport. We always talk about doing it together doing it with people that love you and love Jesus. Um, and, and, and it's, it's meant to be a team sport, you know, it's, uh, it's not something you do alone. So anyway, I, <laughs> man, my, my girls cried again. 
Uh, sorry about that, Josh. I got to be one more time, my friend. But that was my final point. Yeah. I'll get you. That's great. And, you know, if you hadn't had the opportunity to read back through the Gospels and just watch Jesus, how he interacts with, with people in general, um, like there's power in those stories. Um, be careful putting yourself in the story as one of the characters. That's that's not the point. Like, we don't want to put ourselves in the story as Nicodemus. We're not Nicodemus. We're not Nicodemus's story. You know, we're we're Josh and Andrew, and we have our own stories and how God is interacting with us. But um, you can see the character of who Christ is um, in human form. You know, play out, and I think there's there's power in that. Um, so if you have the opportunity to do that, to walk with Jesus through that journey, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. And um, you know, dwell might be a great option for that. Um, as it reads scripture to you, or you can pull up in the, the dwell app as well and read scripture. But um, if you haven't had Martin, check that out. That may be a great tool to help you. If not, pull out your paper Bible, pull out the Bible U, or U version um, Bible app. There's plenty of places to, to find the, the recorded word of God. But remember, it's the goal is not to read it. The goal is not to study it. Um, in this case, not that those are bad things, but um, the goal is to, to foster relationships. So use it as a tool to kick off conversation and ask questions of Jesus and um, wait for his responses to those things and journal about what you're thinking and, and processing as you read through and just uh, uh, observe how Christ interacted intentionally in relationship with those that he came in contact with and continue to speak truth, but speak truth in, in you know much grace and much love. But yeah. I think that's that's it, Andrew. Andrew is taking care of baby, um, who is like, I'm just angry. I just want to go swimming, Dad, um, and all that fun stuff. But hey, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, uh, uh, Andrew, it's good to catch up with you, my buddy and my friend. Um, for those that uh, have taken a listen and haven't had the opportunity, maybe we found you recently. Um, definitely go back, listen to some of our older episodes when replays come up. Know that these are some of our favorites. Um, so it's definitely worth a listen. Um, our audio did get better over the years, so you know, maybe the newer episodes are better. But this is episode 93, which is mind-boggling. Hundreds right around the corner. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.